Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Do you feel like you keep dating people who won't commit and you've struggled in your dating life, you've gone through all these breakups, or maybe you've even struggled to consistently date and stay in the dating game and you are actually the one who struggles to commit and let your walls down. I know how exhausting this can be when you have this desire on your heart that you really want that partner, that best friend, that person to build a life with, and yet your dating life is just going nowhere and you can't seem to find a person to build a healthy relationship with. I just know how frustrating that is. And I was able to take everything I know from clinical psychology and attachment theory research and NLP belief work and build a program that can help you no matter what your past has been, even if you've never had a healthy relationship before in your life, this program will help you become the securely attached, healthy, high self-worth version of you who effortlessly attracts that partner that you've always wanted. So spots are really limited. We can only take a small amount of people every month. And I want to invite you to not wait on your healing. Love is for those who are willing to be brave and do the work. And you are so deserving of removing the barriers to everything you desire. So I just want to invite you apply to the Empowered, Secure, Loved program. You get coaching with me and you will be able to embody that version of you that you deserve. And spots, once again, are super limited. So make sure you apply. You can find the link in my Instagram bio. My Instagram handles Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link will also be in the show notes. I'm so excited for you to embody that healthy, securely attached version of you. You are so worthy of it. It's your host, Dr. Morgan, and I'm so excited about this episode. We have some really important topics to discuss. And I just got back from Nashville. I got to go there twice in May, once for um, like a founders business networking event. And then this last time, this has been on my vision board for a year and a half. I got to take my aunt who raised me, my aunt Peggy, those of you who've listened to the podcast, the, the rattlesnake wrangler, as I've referred to her before, 
My aunt Peggy turned 70, y'all. So I am just so grateful to her. She was one of the only examples of secure attachment early on in my life when I um, lived with her from age 12 and on. So she has just supported me and helped me so much and just been a second mom to me. And I wanted to do something really special. So she loves Dolly Parton and country music. And I asked her, you could go anywhere in the world. I literally anywhere in the world. I want to take you somewhere for your 70th birthday. And she chose Nashville. So (laughs) we went to Nashville. We had the best time. And it was one of those experiences that, you know, it's just priceless. Like it just is going to go down in my, in my memory bank for the rest of my life. And I just am so grateful that I'm in a place where I can give back to someone who gave so much to me. So maybe someday we should have Peggy on the podcast. I would love to hear her perspective on raising Morgan, you know, young Morgan, what that was like. That would be quite the episode. Um, Anyways, such a such a wonderful time here in my life, just surrounded by family and friends and my partner. And I'm in my house. And even though it's driving me crazy, because there's just things that haven't gotten done. I always remind myself it's a process and I always come back to the word intentional. So I'm intentionally decorating each space, picking the right things. Um, And yeah, I'm just incredibly grateful for where I'm at. And obviously everything we're doing inside of the Empowered Secure Love program. We've been having more clients than ever before who are getting married, engaged, in great relationships. I always get all these messages now. And I realize it's because they, you know, it's been enough time that people who did the work, went through the program, found a person, went through a year or two of dating. Now they're progressing into marriage. So I think that's why I've just been getting all these messages lately. It's the seeds that were planted from the program a couple years ago are like blooming. And I'm just so grateful. So grateful. Um, also, tomorrow, tomorrow. Yes. Why is tomorrow important? I'm going to tell you. I am hosting a live masterclass. I do this maybe two, three times a year. So you don't want to miss it. So the 18th, May 18th, Thursday, you can come hang out with me live. And I'm going to give you everything that you need in order to rewire your brain for healthy dating and essentially helping you improve that relationship with yourself because we all know that that is the foundation for who you attract into your dating life. And this is going to be happening at five o'clock Pacific time, um, six o'clock mountain time, seven o'clock central time, eight o'clock Eastern time, Whew. all the time zones. So don't miss that Thursday, tomorrow. There's only a few spots left. 
we I'm so shocked. I mean, we had over over 200 signups. So the most that I can do is 300. I have to cut it off there. So please, if you know that you want to come, just go grab your spot ASAP. Um, and even day of, as long as it's at least an hour before, you should be able to get one. Can't promise it, but please go get your spot. Um, this is going to be super fun. It's it's one of my most favorite things when I get to show up and offer these classes to such a, a big audience. Um, I know that there's going to be things that you've never heard before. There's going to be things that I've never taught on before. So it's really an opportunity to have an experiential coaching time with me. And this is the only way to do it. Unless you're inside of the Empowered Secure Love Program, then you get all the time with me, right? But this is the only time that it's like for everyone. So don't miss it. Come hang out. Link is in the show notes. Get your spot. It's called Sexy, Secure, and Magnetic. That's how we all want to feel. That's what happens when you allow yourself to release limiting beliefs and you learn to embody secure attachment. You become sexy, secure, and magnetic. So don't miss the masterclass. Link in the bio. All right. Well, link is in the bio and in the show notes. (laughs) Okay. Today's show, I'm going to talk about love addiction. Love addiction versus anxious attachment style. And this has gotten my attention because I see some stuff on the internet um, and people talk about love addiction. And I really think that there's misinformation out there. So this is for anyone if you've ever thought, oh, I'm addicted to love or oh, I'm a sex addict. How many of you have ever had that thought? And if you've had that thought, you know, it's kind of concerning and you're sort of worried of like, oh, is there something wrong with me? So I just kind of want to shine some light on it um, and see if we can squash that belief. Um, Love addiction, when it's talked about, is shown as like a compulsive desire to engage in relationships um, and sex, typically. I've got a definition for you right here from Google that says, love addiction, also known as pathological love, refers to a pattern of behavior characterized by a maladaptive, pervasive, and excessive interest towards one or more romantic partners, resulting in lack of control the um the renounce of other interests so meaning you lose interest in everything else and behavior and other negative consequences okay signs of love addiction needing to be in love putting the romantic partner on a pedestal obsessing over the romantic interest experiencing cravings withdrawals euphoria and dependency on their partner needing to fall in love often, seeking emotional comfort from a partner to the point of unrequited love. Okay. 
So all of this can be connected to an anxious attachment style. And I don't know about you, but if I was working on myself and really doing healing work and I had to think about, oh, am I addicted to love versus, oh, I have an anxious attachment style. I think that the anxious attachment style framework is just going to be so much more helpful because an addiction makes it sound like you need to quit something entirely or stop it entirely and that you may never be able to engage in it in a healthy way. Whereas with the attachment style framework, you know, if you listen to researchers such as myself and other folks in the attachment theory world, uh, you know that you can move towards secure attachment and you can have healthy love. So if you've ever thought of yourself as a love addict, I want you to consider that you may have an anxious attachment style. And one of the things that is really, really important to understand, um, and and I've talked about this in some other episodes, but I'm going to bring it up again here because repetition, we need it, is that there is a biological component to your attachment style in terms of there is hardwiring in your brain and the um, research that I've read, they're calling it your attachment system, right? So there's an attachment system in your brain, just like there's Olympic system, other systems, there's an attachment system that is made up of all different areas of your brain, right? And it's all working together. And this attachment system is determining how you show up in relationships, the choices that you make, your beliefs about relationships, your fears about what can happen in relationships, right? So you have this biological brain wiring that when you are not aware of it, makes it feel as if it is compulsive and you don't have a choice. So this was me for decades. Uh, I'm sure this is some of you of feeling like you're doing the same thing over and over and over and over. <laughs> different, uh, same guy, different haircut. Y'all have heard me say that. Okay. And feeling like you don't have a choice. So yes, there's this biological component. And that's why I think maybe this term love addiction gets thrown around. Um, the thing I want to talk about as well is that feeling of, because I've heard women talk about this with so much shame. And I, when it comes to healing, I think a lot of you know this, we need to let go of shame. So this topic is near and dear to my heart because I've heard too many women talk about this with shame, okay? So I want to get this out there and normalize it, that if you have ever felt like you are addicted to sex, this goes for men too, by the way, so I should say to anyone who has felt like you are addicted to sex, 
Now, there may be rare, rare cases where that is where where that is it. That is the core thing that it is a sex addiction. However, I would like to propose that probably 98, maybe 95% of the time, there is an underlying attachment wound. And when we think about that, we can realize that sex from an anxious attachment perspective is a way to receive reassurance. So if words are not available, if I'm unable to ask for what I need, if I'm scared to express how I'm feeling, if I feel like I can't rock the boat by setting boundaries or asking for what I need, what what reassurance skill is available to me? Sex. So sex addiction in so many people if you've ever thought that's you or you know someone who has, is likely a dysregulated attachment system. And when we can see it from that lens, we realize, oh, that is what has been available in order to feel securely attached. That's one of the only ways of receiving reassurance. So of course, there is a desire for it constantly, which could look like an addiction. And even more importantly, when we look at research of anxious attachment, what is known is that you are unable to really receive reassurance. So the new metaphor that I've been coming up for this is it's like you have a a reassurance bucket, okay? And with anxious attachment, you have holes in the bottom of the bucket. So your partner is pouring in reassurance and you're not able to receive it. It doesn't register with your attachment system. So you need more. You need constant reassurance. This is kind of like with the strange strange situation experiment that happened in early attachment theory research, when the parent would leave the room with anxious attachment, the child became inconsolable because if the parent is gone, the parent does not exist. So not able to internalize a secure object of knowing that the relationship is good. So along those lines... With anxious attachment, if you have this reassurance bucket and it has holes in it, you're not able to internalize the reassurance. You're not able to internalize a secure object and you're constantly seeking the reassurance, right? And of course, to make this extra fun for individuals with anxious attachment, you are attracted to avoidantly attached individuals who struggle to provide reassurance. So not only do you need a lot of it, you are wired to be attracted to individuals who struggle to provide it and oftentimes don't have language for providing reassurance. They don't have the ability to really 
emotionally express reassurance. So then you're left with sex. And when people have talked about, oh, the sex is so electric and crazy and good with this avoidantly attached partner. Well, yes, because that is the only moment that you're feeling safe and connected to that partner. So of course it feels so incredibly intense, but it's, it's, um, not a sustainable connection, right? So I think this is registering with you all and hopefully you're starting to see how someone with anxious attachment could think that they have a sex addiction or a love addiction. I truly believe that the more helpful framework and the more empowering framework is to look at that from an anxious attachment style lens and to realize that in order to heal this, it simply requires moving towards a secure attachment style. And if you're like, well, how the hell do I do that? Come to the masterclass tomorrow. (laughs) Um, I mean, I have tons of episodes on here that talk about it, but really, truly it's possible. That's what I want you to know. If you're in that place, it is possible. And it does start with the awareness and it starts with compassion and understanding. And I truly believe that that's one of the greatest gifts of applying attachment theory to your dating life is the understanding, the light bulbs that go off. And then that results in compassion, right? With understanding, we have compassion Without understanding, we have shame, we have guilt, we have saying that we're addicted to love, we have all these things that are not helpful. So when you really apply attachment theory and you understand it from that lens, it's one of the things that gives you compassion and then it allows you to choose differently and to learn how to show up differently and essentially rewire your brain to move towards a healthy attachment system, a securely attached brain. So the other thing to know with this, you weren't born this way. You didn't, you know, all of, everyone's born with a predisposition in terms of maybe something that they're more predisposed to. And there is some research that people could be predisposed to anxious or avoidant attachment based on, um, you know, the physiological factors. However, (laughs) your attachment style is created based on your relationship experiences, including caregiver relationships, your relationship with your parents, And one of the most fascinating things is your early romantic relationships. I have seen this so many times where people come to me and they say, I had the best parents. I had the best childhood. My parents been married for 50 years. I had this incredible model. So why am I not able to have the romantic relationship I want? And I can tell you that oftentimes it's linked to 
early traumatic experiences in your romantic life. So think about it. Your first boyfriend, your girlfriend, that set the tone for this is what a romantic relationship is. And you developed belief systems and ways of being based on those early experiences. And then some of us, like me, have had both (laughs) terrible early romantic experiences. My very first um, serious boyfriend was dating someone else the entire time that we were together. And then, you know, I was 16, but he proposed to me and this other girl in in the same week. I don't know how he thought that was going to play out. Like, were we just... Was he just going to have two wives? I really don't know. But of course, um, I found out about it. But anyways, do you think that was a good early romantic experience for me? Hell no. Hell no. Um, And then obviously, you know, also childhood trauma. So, So some of us have both early child experiences and early romantic experiences and I just want to give you so much compassion if that's you. I know what that's like. And um, you do have to obviously work on letting go of those past relationships, which is something we do inside of the Empowered Secure Love program. Um, but if you didn't have early childhood, the point is it could have just been from early dating experiences. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. I think once again, this was just an important topic to me because I've heard it come up in conversation. Okay. Like I'll, I'll be, you know, on the airplane or, uh, at a coffee shop. And sometimes I just overhear things and I can't remember where I was, where I was overhearing someone talking about, sex addiction and that they're, you know, going to love addicts anonymous. And I just thought to myself, okay, there needs to be another perspective here. We need to need to look at it from another angle. Um, Not to say that for some people, the addiction lens might be helpful. And I, I understand that. And if that's what's helpful to them, that's great. But I just wanted to add another perspective. All right, y'all. I appreciate you. I'm so glad that you're part of this community. Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. I love doing this show. It's one of my just joys in my life to get to share with you all and connect. I'm always looking for new topics and I want to speak on the things that would be most helpful to you. So if you have some topic ideas for me, feel free to send me a DM, Dr. Morgan Coaching on Instagram. Shoot me a DM. I love to hear from you. And then if you've been a fan of the show, please leave me a written review on Apple Podcasts. That's the only way that other people find the show is based on the reviews. It's just how the algorithm works. So help me help other people leave a review It would mean the world to me. I do take the time to read every review. So thank you in advance for doing that. It just takes a couple minutes. And of course, of course, as always, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships 
I'll talk with you soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce. And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.